session of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, but Chris, the fantasy expert, your co-host, is not here today. Instead, I'm being joined by two of my good friends. Uh, one of them is Austin from Don't Worry About It. We had him on a podcast about 10 episodes ago, and he's here to talk fantasy with us today. Well, let him talk about his podcast, tell you guys about his podcast. And our other guest is our good friend, Will, who was actually on an episode way, way back in the beginning of this show, way back in episode three. So guys, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Hello, Calvin. It's, a, it's nice to be back. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to be a fun I, am show. I gonna, am I going to talk about my podcast or give it a little, you know, splurge about my, like, what my podcast is all about? Of course. I mean, yeah. So okay, why don't you go so, ahead and do uh, that right now? Well, I haven't made an episode in a while, but uh, I make episodes about um, like mental health, uh, just issues that I struggle with, uh, and I just write about them, and then I just talk about like big questions about like anxiety and um, popularity and different things that I deal with, so yeah. Yeah, I actually listen to the podcast, and it is a great show. And Austin's also a fantasy ex- teen fantasy expert as well, just like I am, of course. Of course. Of course. And of, Austin and Will might even be uh, smarter than Chris of fantasy. Don't tell him this, of course. But, but again, Chris is not here because he couldn't make it, and we already pushed this podcast back a day, and then he still couldn't make it. So Wait, wait, Calvin, Calvin, do the mm-hmm. viewers know that uh, me and Will are currently uh, dominating the fantasy league that both the First and second overall. experts are in? Yeah, Will can talk about experts. his team because he's 6-0. Fantasy experts. Jeez. All right. So, Will, what has been your secret to success so far before we get started? Well, I've just been sort of holding on to my players that are doing the best and not trading them. Like, I have Alvin Kamara, who's the number ranked running back in fantasy, and I just haven't really traded him yet. And I also... <laughs> uh, really traded him. Kind of has, but... <laughs> I uh, also have made uh, smart trades to get really good running backs. My running backs are Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley, and James Robinson. And I also have Adam Thielen, who's a very good wide receiver, and I'm very happy with the production he's been putting up. Yeah, and then Austin is actually third, or actually second in the league, just ahead of our website oh, yeah. writer, Touchdown Kirk. Then I am worry, fourth be, in this league. I'll so. be first in. I'll be first. Soon. You're actually, t- he's four and two, two games just back. Give me up some, just give me some time. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got, yeah. I got unlucky one week and then I lost to Will over here. The other one, but yeah, one week I had Austin. I'm not going to get too into this, uh, but one week I had Austin Eckler. Um, and then like my, I had like DeAndre Hopkins or something. Anyways, literally all of my players put up like the wor- like their worst games of the season, and then my <laughs> offense had I mean my defense had negative points. So yeah, didn't you? You got under terrible. seventy in that game. I no 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 I got above. No, 70, you got seventy six. It was oh, terrible. Okay, okay, okay. And then oh yeah, and then Devonte Adams wasn't playing either, so I had to start McCole Hardman, who actually got a touchdown. And then Aaron Rodgers had like a blow up game. It was against the Falcons. And I was like, oh, I might have a chance. And then like he needed one more touchdown for me to actually win that game. So surprisingly, I was close to winning that game, even though I was like, uh, maybe I was close to 80, I think. Maybe I hit 80. I'm not even sure. It, it yeah, was I mean, like high 70s. It was, it was bad. It, your team has had a lot of blow-up games. Week. My team has been more consistent yeah. where like last thing before we move on. But I mean, I had 98 points in my last week, which I won to get to three and three. And um, Sanders and Mostert, my, two of my running backs, both left early in that game. So, I mean, yeah, that's, was, that's, I think that's it's pretty difficult. impressive to still get 98. 
I mean, in half PPR, it's a decent score. All right, so let's get started. And we've got some news, as always, before we get started. So let's play the drop. News. All right, so we've got some news. And the first piece of news actually came out earlier today. Antonio, or earlier today, we are recording on Wednesday. This release is mm-hmm. on Thursday. So earlier Wednesday. Um, Antonio Brown is considering signing with multiple teams as he can return from his suspension after week eight. And the Seahawks yeah. are one of the teams that has shr- have shown a strong interest. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think this would be pretty interesting. Having Russell Wilson throw yeah. to DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Antonio Brown is pretty scary for that offense. Uh, yeah, but that's... what do you guys think his fantasy value would be if he signs with Seattle? Uh, I'll I'll go first. Um, so I actually I saw I saw that pop up because I completely forgot about about Antonio Brown. I saw that pop up on my phone, and so immediately I uh, I I got him. Will called me afterwards because two minutes afterwards he was about to pick him up, but I just got him to him. Um. So when if he goes on the Seahawks, that's that's tricky. I, I I it's hard for me to say. First of all, it's obviously not a done deal. I mean, it's not even close to certain that he's gonna go with the Seahawks. There are plenty of teams that he's been showing interest in. If he were, I feel like the Seahawks would be like a worst case and like obviously a worst case scenario. I mean, having Russell Wilson throwing to um arguably one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. Uh, I, I still I still believe that of Antonio Brown. Um, I still think because they have DK, uh, I think, first of all, Tyler Lockett might be pushed completely just out of the equation because uh, usually it's two wide receivers running the show. I think Antonio Brown could definitely have like a, a big presence on that offense. But I think on the Seahawks, it probably he probably wouldn't be uh, like a wide receiver one, let's say. I, I think he definitely has a a solid chance of being a wide receiver too, though. I think it will be a wide receiver too, but on the Seahawks, I don't think like a wide receiver, he won't be putting up wide receiver one numbers. Yeah. The target share is just the biggest thing to worry about. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think it really all depends on where he's placed in that depth chart on that offense. Cause that's a very good offense. They have really good options at wide receiver and he'll only add to that, but it really just depends on how he'll be placed in terms of, DK Metcalf, Tyler, and Tyler Lockett. He could be above both of them. He could be behind both of them. He could be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I mean, it helps Brown's playing time that uh, Tyler Lockett is a slot receiver, of course. So they might be running a lot of three wide receiver sets, presumably. But, I mean, it definitely would hurt all three of their target shares if Antonio Brown signs with the Seahawks. And I just like that we're we're talking – I just like to clarify that we're talking about uh, him, like, being on the Seahawks because, like, the big headline has been – Seahawks showing strong a strong interest in him but obviously there are so many other teams Mm -hmm. that are or there's like by the news there are a ton of other teams that are looking into him as well that he's looking into uh that it's it's not even close to that being certain but right now the only team that we really know of like showing a strong interest in him is uh the Seahawks so yeah yeah All right, so let's move on to our next piece of news. Raheem Mostert is likely headed to IR with a high ankle sprain. He did not practice on Wednesday, so if he goes to IR, he will miss at least three weeks. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of fantasy implications that come with this. I think Tevin Coleman, Tevin Coleman's not coming back this week for the 49ers. He should come back sometime in the next couple of weeks. But when he does, this backfield is going to be really tough to sort out with Coleman, McKinnon, Jeff Wilson Jr., and Jamichael Hasty all competing for touches. But 
I mean, yeah. what are your guys' thoughts on this? Is there anyone we can trust in this backfield once Coleman gets healthy? Well, if you think about what it looked like after Monster got injured, it seemed like Jermichael Jema- Hasty. Is mm-hmm. that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like he seemed to handle more of the more of the touches than Jarek McKinnon. And Jeff Wilson, is he going to play? That's the question. Yeah, I mean, it was with Jeff Wilson out with a calf injury. But, yes, he did outplay Jarek McKinnon and outtouch him. So I think Hasty is a good up-and-coming yeah. option for them. But with four guys, it's so hard to sort yeah, out. I, I, I was going to say the same thing. I, I think there's just so many, so many options. It's such like a, a crowded backfield. Like, like I, think, I, think, I think you just cannot trust anyone um, on that, uh, in that backfield. I, I, I just would stay away from the 49ers running backs completely. Like, I, like, cause you never know, like, uh, what is it? Jeff Wilson, he had like 20 attempts, one game. And then like three and I, I don't even remember. I just know he had one blow up game where he got all of the uh, rushes. And then Jarek McKinnon got a majority of the touches. And like, like you said, uh, hasty might be like more involved. And then I, I just, I just don't think like I, there's, there's no one you can really count on, especially now. Maybe after like one to two weeks, we'll start to get an idea of well, – we will get an idea of how the um, the uh, the carries will be like shared amongst the running backs. But right now, I just don't think there's anyone you can trust. Yeah, and I mean, Kyle Shanahan is notorious for going with the hot hand in those mm-hmm. backfields, at least notorious in fa- for fantasy managers. Exactly. I mean, Ricky Mostert really settled into that role, and uh, I mean, I guess he'll take a victory lap here. I sort of predicted that he would do pretty well this year, and he did. But um, it's with him out, there's not really a clear number one in that backfield. But we'll move on to a num- yeah. another RB injury. Miles Sanders is expected to miss one to two weeks with a knee injury. He's actually been ruled out for Thursday's game. Um, so... And I guess he's in danger of missing the next game against the Cowboys as well. So this definitely hurts the Eagles. And But for fantasy, I feel like Boston, when Boston Scott took over in week one, he was disappointing. I mean, it's partly because he was facing that tough Washington D-line, especially when they were at full health. But, I mean, I, I don't know if I can trust Boston Scott just yet. I mean, he's definitely startable this week. But I don't know if I trust him as anything higher than a mid-tier RB2. Wait, has Washington been that good against the run? I yes. mean, well, they lost a D lineman. They lost Matt Ioannidis for a while, and they had lost Chase Young for a week or two. But I, I mean, like they, they were very good at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. when they're when they're at full strength, Recent, they're very good. Recently, but... I th- yeah, okay, yeah. Recently, though, they haven't been that good. Or in, like, from what I can recall, I don't think they've been that good. But anyways, right? Um, yeah. So Raheem, oh Miles Sanders, uh. Well, There's just so many injuries on that team. You got Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Alshon Jeffrey. All five of their offensive – or all four of their five offensive starting linemen. At one point they were playing – the only starters they had were Carson Wentz and Jason Kelsey, the center. Yeah, that team is oh, just – feels like it's, it has injuries almost every year. Yeah, I mean, maybe medical staff changes. Yeah, coming. I was going to say with Boston Scott, I don't – yeah, I don't really think – I mean, obviously – He's going to be the – I think it's not really that much of a question that he's going to be their lead rusher. It's just what does that really entail? Uh, I don't think I, – I, I don't really know. I don't really know if you can trust him. Obviously, he's def, he's definitely going to at least put up flex production, I think. 
Um, yeah, I mean, but with Corey Clement there as well, um, that's it's a tough yeah. To, I tough think, throw I think to production, he's, but he's facing the Giants. Yeah, I think he's going to be uh, like a viable flex at at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's definitely. But, fair. but uh, yeah, I don't think you can really trust him to do too much for your team. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll go to the last Eagles injury before big question. Zach Ertz is going to miss three to four weeks with an ankle injury. Um, I don't think he's been placed on IR just yet, but he probably will be if he's going to miss three weeks. And um, this definitely hurts the Eagles as well, but Ertz wasn't really playing that well. So yeah, with Ertz exactly and Goddard out, I don't think the Eagles have a viable tight end anymore. Yeah. I was going to say, who is their tight end? Who, I don't even, who is it? I, I'm, I'm genuinely not sure. I'll look it up. It's a guy named uh, Rich, Rich, Richard Rogers. Oh, Richard Rogers. He used to play for the Packers. Did not know he was on Philadelphia. I was going to say, uh, with, with, with Zach Ertz, yeah, that's, that's, one of been, that's been one of the biggest fantasy disappointments, I think, this year. Um, I mean, is that – I think people who already, had, who already had Zach Ertz were already pre- pretty disappointed and probably could have gotten better options at tight end. So, but, yeah, that's – I mean, again, uh, no matter what, losing a losing your tight end your tight end one is still going to have a huge impact on your team. Yeah, I just oh the Eagles. That that's really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. I mean, they really just they don't really have many pass catchers anymore. Not really anybody <clears throat> reliable in fantasy. Travis uh, Fulgham. We will mm, talk about him. Yeah, Travis so are, yeah. No, one. I was just I was waiting. I was gonna. Keep him. I was gonna wait to talk about him till later, but you already brought him up. But yes, we'll talk, we'll, about, we'll him talk about Travis Falcon later. Ooh. All right. Well, big My questions. Man. Let's go. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. Oh wait. Gonna, so no, no drop just yet. All right. Here wait. we go. Here's the drop. Big oh, questions. Oh. Big questions. All right. <laughs> big questions. Um. So we got three here, well, like usual. A drop. I said I didn't know there was a drop for big questions. Oh yeah, no, sorry. We edit, we edited it in after, so oh, that's, um, that's pretty sick. I had to I had to pause. Okay, and then you okay, start with the oh, okay, yeah, you go. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll start with the first big question, which is: Is Kenyon Drake back? He finally did well last game. Twenty carries, one hundred sixty yards, two touchdowns in against the Cowboys, including a sixty-nine yard touchdown run late in the fourth quarter. Is he back? My right. answer is sort of, but I want to hear what you guys think I'm, first. I'm just I'm just gonna say that. He had a he had a big rush late in the fourth quarter for a touchdown on a sixty nine yeah. yard rush and that's most of his points and he's playing the Cowboys defense so maybe um, I'm just a little bit higher on him after this game but I'm not totally sold on him yet just <clears> because <throat> of how bad the defense is and how how he got mo- yeah. a lot of his production from that really long rush I'm I'm gonna have to one hundred percent agree with Will here Calvin's not gonna like this okay <laughs> first of all let's let let me uh say this Calvin is definitely biased because. He was, he was in love. Uh, he was in love with Kenny and Drake at the very beginning of the year. <laughs> I Don't worry, guys. Uh, he's he's not been putting up the points now, but you just you wait. And then he part, he he was sad because he had to part ways with him because he finally realized that he was stupid for drafting. I traded uh, him at a buy low. That Kenny was and Drake, stupid, and then he, and then he said that wasn't dumb. That was smart. Anyways, the guy he traded for him was dumb. Anyways, Kenny and Drake. I do not think he is back. Uh, Calvin doesn't like this because obviously you can sit here and be like, well, uh, like the running back, if he didn't have that super long rush and the touchdown and that other touchdown, then it wouldn't have been that good of a game. I think almost 
literally any time except this time that that's invalid. But with Kenny and Drake, first of all, being just, I think, the biggest fantasy disappointment this entire My fantasy this, disappointment. I had him as RB6. <laughs> this entire fantasy season. I, I just, I don't think after one, like, a good game with a rush that came in the fourth quarter when they were down 30 against an, a terrible uh, Cowboys run defense. I don't think you can just um, just automatically, like, assume that Kenny and Drake, the guy who some people spent their, Calvin, first, uh, I, I first round pick on. For the record. Uh, oh, traded for him. But, like, some people, like, spent their first round uh, pick on. I do not think you can just automatically assume that he's back after one uh, good game. I mean, but it was I, a good game. I definitely sort gonna... of agree, but I mean, I've been. First of all, let's get this out of the way. While I was completely wrong about Kenyon Drake, I still was on the buy low train for him for the about the past month, and that feels pretty nice for it to see him finally break out. But even without that sixty-nine yard touchdown run, say that was a complete outlier, which I think you have to at least partly count, count it yeah. in. I, you still I, ran I, for ninety-one I, yards on nineteen attempts with a score. That's pretty good. It was yeah, against the Cowboys have... defense, and I won't say he's completely mm-hmm. back just because of one game, but I feel like everything that I was predicting about him is sort of coming together, and, that, and it's not completely back. He's not going to finish his RB6 for the rest of the year, but I think he's, yeah. his value rises a little. That why, that's why last week was a good time to buy him low. I, I also don't want to undermine like uh, the game because I'm not he, – he, he did play a heck of a game. Like He, he, played, he played really, really well, and then – uh, so yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that like th- his that game was just uh, a complete fluke and that like he he just he didn't show anything like he got like lucky because obviously he played he played really well. I just think there are plenty of times when like for example uh, Rex Burkhead had some crazy he put up like 30 points. I think though those it's just an example of another. I think it is an outlier. I don't think he's gonna put up any number. Maybe numbers close to this. Actually, no. I, I don't even think he'll put up numbers close to this again. I, I do not like Kenny and Drake, but uh, we'll see. All right. We'll, well I guess I'm outvoted. Only time will tell. Outvoted two to one here. That's the fun <laughs> part of having three, three analysts on the show. All right. Well, let's move on. We've all got – this is sort of like a mini rankings question. We've got uh, – we were, we were thinking we'd talk about fantasy's top three QBs for the rest of the season. And – it's an interesting question because there are some guys up here. I guess the guys who are up here were expected to at least be good, but there are some like players who really broke out. And Surprise, uh, yeah. let's start with Will. Who who do, who are your top three quarterbacks for the rest of the season? For fans? okay, you guys know this. I absolutely love Russell Wilson. He's my favorite quarterback, and he's on my team, and so he's my number one. And Patrick Mahomes is the clear number two, but I would say number three is a little bit murky between. Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson like Kyler Murray he's been having a really good year he's had a lot of rushing touchdowns he's had success passing the ball especially to DeAndre Hopkins and I don't think Lamar has had as good of a year so far so I'm gonna put um, Kyler Murray above Lamar and also Josh Allen is up there but I feel like Kyler Murray is still better than Josh Allen yeah I think I would Uh, agree Austin what about you um so for me as much as I hate to admit it because uh, will not get really competitive over fantasy. I will give him uh, the number one QB. I'll let him uh, be happy that he has a number one QB because Russell Wilson is my number one. Um, I mean, he's just 
there's there's you can't sugarcoat it. He's been absolutely amazing. Thank you. He's been Thank absolutely you. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. Um, at number two, I have Patrick Mahomes. I think this this one's just kind of self-explanatory. He's just he's just so good. If you just watch if you watch him play, like there's no he doesn't have have off games, but her his off games are like still very very productive. I I absolutely love Patrick Mahomes. I don't think there's anyone who dislikes him. I don't think there's anyone who is low on Patrick Mahomes. Like everyone recognizes that he has he's super talented. Uh then for my number three, I, I have Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson just because, oh, I love, I love Lamar. I love Lamar Jackson. The thing is, I think, first of all, Kyler Murray has better, uh, a better receiving core. Like the Cardinals has a better receiving core. And then also, um, Kyler Murray has just been more, been more accurate this season. Um, he, he just has. Uh, I, I don't know. I think there will be a turnaround. But Lamar, he, he, he has been a little disappointing. Um, his running, he still had some really crazy running games. I think I, I saw one run, he reached 20 miles per hour. Like, he's, he's got the run. He's still, he's still got that. Um, but his, his passing hasn't been as accurate, especially his last year where he had a, a crazy good uh, QB rating. Um, and then also, uh, I, I was going to say that Josh Allen, I don't have up there in that mix for the – top QBs for the rest of the season or top three QBs for the rest of the season because um, the inaccuracy is an issue for me. I think he, he, he definitely has the receivers. Uh, the offense is great. The Bills offense has been great. Um, I just, the amount of turnovers he's had, I think he's averaged like over a turnover, a turnover uh, each game. Um, and that's just, that's just kind of scary. And then also he's just been, not as uh, uh, accurate as some of these other guys that are up here. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'll list mine, and they're basically the same, but a little bit different. I've got Wilson at number one and Mahomes at number two, but my number three is Lamar Jackson, just because I believe, and I think it's very close, But this is, and this is sort of a bold prediction too. But Kyler Murray has already peaked this year. He's not going to get any better than whatever he's averaging, like 27, 29 points per game or something is what is, he's averaging. Lamar Jackson has been – I mean, he's definitely regressed from last year. He showed he could put up, like, crazy numbers last year when he was, like, averaging yeah. 30 per game in s- some stretches. I don't think he's going to return to that because, I mean, the Ravens just haven't had to rely on him as heavily. But I do think that he's going to get also, better. He's got to yeah, get better. That's that's also it because, Lamar, uh, the, the Ravens are just so good. Their defense is so good. The, yeah. Everything about them is so good. It's just they haven't been able to – they've been blowing out teams. And it's like, like, what are you going to do? Like, Lamar – there's no need for Lamar to do some crazy run um, out of the pocket and then bomb it to Marquise Brown. Like, he doesn't need to. Like, I think also – this is also not saying that Lamar Jackson as a QB has gotten, like, even close to significantly worse at all. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, um, from a fantasy stance, uh, standpoint, mm-hmm. if, you, yeah. if you look at his um, – if you just look at the, they don't, they don't need to use him. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens don't need to use him to where he'll be as uh, productive in fantasy as he was last year. I don't think. Yeah. And there's something to be said for this too. I mean, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson are probably all in their own tier. They're pretty clearly the top yeah. five quarterbacks with Dak Prescott gone. All yes. of them have great rushing ability and rushing running quarterbacks are frequently ranked 
too low. I feel like year after year. I mean, of course, it's not it's not like a cra- crazy low, but I mean, we sort of we as like fantasy industry yeah. and myself included missed on Cam Newton ranking him too low. Uh-huh. But the fact is, when quarterbacks have that rushing floor. They've got to be ranked yeah. higher. Like Allen was too low. Murray was a little bit mm-hmm. too low in some rankings. Newton exactly. was too low. And you, and you know what? I think one of the, like, uh, I think Lamar kind of raised the question because he was like the first, like, really, really big running quarterback since, like, you know who he reminded well, me? Cam he Newton and Michael Vick, though. But I mean, like, I mean, like, but I was going to say Michael Vick, like, since yeah. then. But, like, him and the Kyler first, Murray like, are kind of like the really, two new. Like, huge, like, rushing, like, just. He like um he just relies on like his rushing ability so much, and it's he's just so he's so excellent like he's such he's such a great player. I love Lamar Jackson. Um, I I do think he's gonna be really great this year. I just I think maybe like Kyler Murray just um will overtake him. Uh, from a fan, I don't I'm not I'm not saying that he's more talented because I don't believe that at all. Uh, but I'm just saying, from a fantasy standpoint, I think Kyler Murray will be better. All right. Well, we've spent a lot of time on this question. I mean, I guess because it's a rankings question. Yeah. So we'll we'll move on. Um. So obviously, Miles Sanders and Raheem Mostert, uh, both got injured this week, and it hurts my fantasy team for sure. But it also hurts a lot oh, of yeah. other people's fantasy teams. So we each got one good running back to buy low if you lost Sanders and Mostert. And I'll start with mine. It's Le'Veon Bell, and I don't understand why almost everyone seems to think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is still going to get the majority of the carries for the rest of the season over Le'Veon Bell. The Chiefs took on his huge contract for a reason. The fact is, Edwards-Hilaire has been good, but he's looked like a rookie should. He hasn't looked like a completely polished player. He's looked solid, but he hasn't looked like a star. Le'Veon Bell can be that star. I mean, people say Le'Veon Bell needs a good offensive line to function, but I mean that's not necessarily true. If he's not going to face, he's not going to face any stacked boxes with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey all on this team. He's not going to face too much pressure in the running game. That will let him utilize his patient running style that he's so good at, and he should get big yardage in many games. They, they, why would the Chiefs trade for him? Where he's getting paid like eight million a year, ten million a year. Monday night, Hilaire looked like a star. Not like oh, a I was star. That game. He looked very good. Oh, oh he's. He looked like a star. He was. He, he looked, looked like a really, future really star. Even so, what's the point of taking on Le'Veon's big contract, like Calvin said, if you're not going to play him? You know. Well, I don't know that. Ha- I've I've seen like this has happened before. This there this type <laughs> of like having having like a uh, a running back where they where they where they get someone like where they get somebody else and then um like I I think there's a very good chance that just. Le'Veon Bell doesn't do much for them. I mean, I I mean, it's hard to, it's kind of, hard, it's hard to predict. I think, I I personally believe that Hilaire will not let. I believe that Hilaire will not let Le'Veon Bell, uh, get the majority of the touches. I think Hilaire will remain the having the majority of the touches, but that's just my opinion. Well, my I, bold I was prediction high is Hilaire going on uh, coming into this season. So, I yeah. mean, my bold prediction is if someone offers you, uh, if, if you can get uh, trade Hilaire for Le'Veon Bell, I would do that. But, I mean, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell's a good, good, a great player to buy low right now. Because I mean, even if you don't think he's going to get more touches than Hilaire, he's still being very way undervalued. And he may not play mm-hmm. this week, but when he does play and get, gets acclimated to that offense, he's going to be huge. 
Yeah, I just think yeah, well, it like any players on, any on that reason. really good offense are really good in yeah. fantasy. Exactly. I think yeah. it just depends how Andy Reid mm-hmm. uses him. But well, yeah, but, um, let's go to Will next. On. So, oh. Will, who is uh, oh. your guy? Go ahead, Bill Hump. Okay, so mine is Zeke. And I know he had an off game, and I know that he's really had trouble with keeping the football. He's had four fumbles lost, where in the last three years he's only he's only had four in the last three years combined. Mm-hmm. But I still think that he's a good buy-low candidate. Like, the reason he didn't really get that much production is because they were mainly playing – Tony Pollard towards the end of the game because they were down by so much. And he gets a he gets a lot of touches and a lot of usage. He's had like over 20 touches every game. And Washington doesn't have that good of a run defense when their defensive line is not up to its full strength. But Washington's good pass defense might somewhat limit the Cowboys' uh, passing attack. So you might have to rely on Ze- Zeke more. So I think that Zeke is a really good candidate to buy low on this week. Yeah, with those two fumbles, I mean, there's never going to be a time where Zeke's value is going to be lower. So I really like that pick. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree. I'll, I'm, I'm on the side where I'm still kind of worried for Zeke, but I think it's not. It's, it's definitely not going to get worse than that. So, yeah, it's, he's still definitely. If there's any time to buy on him, it's definitely now. Exactly. That's, All right, right, and then Austin, yours is Aaron yeah. Jones. Yeah. So um, I have, I put Aaron Jones. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't like his game was terrible. Obviously, it was definitely below average. It was his worst game of the season. Um, I think I think it's pretty. First of all, the Bucks uh, the Bucks run D is the best in the league. Um, so you can't. So the ten still the ten attempts for fifteen yards was not pretty. But the Buccaneers like are the best run defense in the league. So you have to take that into account. Then also, the Packers got killed. I mean, they got killed. They they came out there. Aaron Rodgers actually looked great first drive. Um, but after he threw that pick six, uh, he just looked awful the rest of the game. Um, and I, that hurt that hurt Aaron Jones, obviously, them being, being down by so much. Game script was not in his favor. Um, I think it's pretty obvious. I think it's pretty obvious that Aaron Jones still remains, uh, in my opinion, a top five running back. Um, and I think after that game last night, you can get definitely get a good value of him, uh, on him because um, he didn't have that good of a game last uh, – or when was it? Sunday? He didn't have that good of a game uh, Sunday against the Bucks, but I think he will uh, produce a lot more um, next game. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's our last big question, so let's move on to waiver wire. Waiver wire. All right, so we'll get started with waiver wire. And uh, Will, Austin, and I have only got two this time. Chris and I usually do three each, but since there's three of us, we decided we would just do two. And my first guy is Tim Patrick, who over the last couple of games has really proven himself. He's put up like six receptions for 110 yards and four receptions for under two or something like that. Last game, he had a really nice deep catch, but the target share has really been solid for him, which is what I liked. I mean, Noah Fant is expected to come back this week, so that might force a downgrade for him. But, I mean, the connection is real. I, Tim Patrick is still definitely going to be really involved. And it's just the target share has been there, and he's looked like a really good receiver. So I definitely think Tim Patrick's a good add on the waiver wire, no matter what. I mean, at least yesterday when I checked, he was owned in more than 50% of leagues. And um, last two games, he's actually gotten 15 targets, which I'm really excited about. So I think he's a good waiver wire add, not really a big name. So people might be missing on him. 
Are we are we doing like each of us doing like one? Uh, we're each gonna do our our two that we have. Oh, like all at the <laughs> okay. same time? Well, no, not all, all right. at the same yeah. time. I mean, did you think we were gonna do one of the ones that you wrote wrote down? Uh, no, 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 no. no. I thought <laughs> we were doing like okay, one, 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 two, two, two. All right, I'll go. You go next. I'll go next. All right, go ahead. Um, oh, oh, we are doing one, one, one. Okay, I'm ah. just saying. I'm just saying. We'll all do all of ours, but we can do them like yeah, one, okay. one, one. Yeah. Oh, right, so okay, okay, my okay. guy is Brandon Ayuk. He's only rostered on 24.1% of ESPN leagues. And the 49ers offense, they they were operating at full strength last week, and he actually got a touchdown, so that's really good. He's getting lots of touchdowns and good red zone targets, and um, he's getting lots of usage in that really good offense. So I just think he's a good dad. Yeah, and also, without, without Mostert out – or, sorry, with Mostert out – He's, they're probably going to have to pass more, and he's going to benefit from that because he's a wide receiver. And also, he gets carries, so he might benefit from Monster being out because he'll be higher <laughs> in the running back depth chart. Yeah, he's a good guy. I mean, he, yeah, you're right. He's not owned in a lot of leagues, which is pretty surprising. So you could, he's definitely probably available in your league. So, Austin, uh, your first guy is uh, – <clears throat> I have – Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham, baby. Uh, so, Travis Fulgham. Um, let's just say over the past three games, he has had over 50 yards and a touchdown, um, in each of those games. That's for, that's, I think because, uh, considering that he was against, um, some of the top second, uh, secondaries in the league, he was against Baltimore, arguably the best secondary in the league still produced, uh, what was it? Six receptions, 75 yards and a touchdown still had 10 targets. Like we said before, the Eagles are, Eagles are struggling. They're just they keep on losing all of their offensive weapons, and the only one who has really like shined and like has been there for the Eagles when they needed um, when they needed a receiver has been Travis Fulgham. Uh, he's shown a really great connection with Carson Wentz, who has also looked a lot better. Um, but yeah, if if um, if Travis Fulgham is available in your league, I would pick him up right away. Yeah, I'm, not, I, I'm I just, just I'm not I'm I'm just not sold on him because when when they all when they all come back like Deshaun Jackson like, and mm-hmm. all those guys, he's his his um, value is definitely going to drop. Yeah, he's definitely it, like it, a short term pickup. Like for this week, against the Giants. That's, he's really un- good. undoubtedly his 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 fantasy value is going to. Um, I mean, that's just what happens when more wide receivers like come into action. Obviously, when Deshaun Watson comes back. Uh, Jalen Rieger uh, is Alshon, Jeff- Alshon Jeffrey when he I think he's coming back in a while though. Anyways, once once all of those guys uh, come back, his his value will definitely uh, not be as as high. But I, I think if you're if if you're um, like managing the Eagles and you have uh, even if you're the coach of the Eagles and you have a wide and you have a wide receiver who is coming through for you when you need him the most against some of the top secondaries in the whole NFL, I think there's no way you just completely like uh, throw him away and just don't use him. Like they're going to utilize him regardless, even when all, all the other wide receivers come back. All right. But yeah, I, I mean, he's definitely that. either way. He's still a better short-term pickup for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. still a good short-term pickup. I'm just not sure about later on in the season once they get all their wide receivers back. Yeah. We'll see. That's the only thing. Yeah, I mean that. Concerns... All right, Calvin, do you want to do your second one now? Sure. Um. Yeah, my second one is Jamichael Hasty, who 
We talked about him earlier. He's sort of a one-week pickup, too. But Tevin Coleman, not gonna, probably not going to come back this week. Jeff Wilson was limited at Wednesday's practice, which, I mean, isn't a good, great sign for Hasty's fantasy value. This is a good, really good pickup if Wilson doesn't play, though. And even if he does, it still could work out. Because um, he outplayed Jarek McKinnon last week. McKinnon had six attempts for 18 yards. Hasty had nine for 37. Outplayed and outtouched after Mostert left the game. Wilson, besides his one game, didn't really get that many touches. He's been he's usually more of a goal line back, but he hasn't even been getting touches at the goal goal line either when he plays. I think Hasty will surprise some people and probably get the majority of those touches either when whether Wilson plays or not. But if Wilson doesn't play, uh then, I mean, I'm going to consider adding him with my running back injuries, and I think you should too. So, um, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go next. Um, so, I also, I also have a running back, and I think this is probably um, – it's J.D. McKissick, and I think he's probably one of the last, like, long-term running backs that you can find on the waiver wire. And the reason is, is because because, like, running backs, especially this year – have been so um, – it's just like in all of fantasy, running backs have been so weak. Uh, I think it's very important to, to be able to, like, pick someone up like J.D. McKissick. I was lucky enough to also pick him up um, earlier, uh, like I think last week – or no, two weeks, two weeks ago. Um, I was able to pick him up, and he's still, he's still available. He's had at least six receptions um, the past three games – uh, along mm-hmm. with along with uh, uh, being involved in the rushing game, I mean, obviously he's a running back. I mean, Kyle yeah. Allen has shown to have a really great connection with him. Um, been throwing and been feeding him the ball constantly. I think last game he had eight receptions. He's just looked he he's looked really really good. Um, yeah, and he's and only yeah. rostered in thirty two point four percent of leagues. So you guys listening could definitely pick him up. He's probably available. Yeah. By the way, right. these percentages and, um, are for ESPN leagues, but yeah, it's basically the same throughout every yeah. platform. And so my second one is actually a quarterback, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He is available in 21.6. And my what reason is because... third in 21.6? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, so I think, again, like I said with Brandon Ayuk, he is... Um, he's going to benefit from Monster not being there because they're going to have to go into the game expecting to have to pass more because they don't have their star running back. So I think he's going to have value. And he had a really good bounce back game a couple of games ago after a bad uh, stretch. So yeah. I think he's a really good pickup and he's available in a lot of leagues. I think I, I will also agree with Will there. Um, I think people were, it was kind of funny after his awful game, um, people were freaking out about him, but then to bench him. Uh, and then he comes back, has a great game. And then everyone's like, Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo is great for the 49ers. Like, oh, he's part of – he's a, like a – he's going to go down in history as a 49ers QB. I think I think Jimmy G, um, he's, he's, not, he's not amazing, but he's a solid uh, – he's a solid QB. And like Will said, he's going to benefit with Mostert being out. And then also, um, he has he's great receiving uh, options, especially with Kittle. Kittle looks amazing. I love Kittle. So, um, yeah. I, I, I right. like Jimmy G, especially this week, because I think he's playing really 49ers playing. All right, yeah, we can move on, but I just want to say one more thing. Last week, I actually had Irv Smith as a deep sleeper 
on my waiver wire thing after having four receptions on five targets for 64 yards. He caught four passes again this week for 55 yards on five targets against Atlanta. And now that he's headed into a bye, he's going to be forgotten in most leagues. I mean, he already has been. He's owned in basically no leagues. The only leagues he's only owned 4. in is... 6%, only 4.6%. Exactly, 4.6% of people who listen to this show. So he's going to be forgotten. And he's a good... Like, tight end is yeah. usually weak. So he's a good backup I'm, I'm a tight Vikings end, maybe a also, potential so streamer in the future. As a Vikings fan, I highly recommend you pick him up. All right, let's move on. But also, he's been do good. You, All right. You, yeah, start or sit. Do we do the drop? Uh, now, we'll do the drop in a sec. <laughs> All right, start or sit. <laughs> start or sit. All right, so start or sit. Um, the first... We got five guys here, like usual. And the first guy is Jarvis Landry, who is facing Cincinnati. They've been middle of the pack for fantasy wide receivers this season, but they have not faced good wideouts at all. Let me redo this schedule. Week one, the Chargers with Tyrod Taylor not throwing to Keenan Allen. Week two, Cleveland Browns. Okay, they've got OBJ and Jarvis Landry. That's not bad. Week three, Philadelphia all banged up. No way. Week four, Jacksonville, DJ Chark. LaVisca Chenault, that's about it. Week five, Baltimore. Who are they? Nobody knows who their wide receivers are. Well, of course you do. Marquise Brown and Willie Sneed, but, I mean, not really big fantasy contributors. And then week six, Indianapolis. They've got the bust T.Y. Hilton, and they've got, like, Zach Paschal. They have not faced good wide receivers at all. So I think Jarvis Landry is a start. He's been underperforming in, over the past few weeks, but his target share has still been there. Mm-hmm. This should be a good matchup yeah. for Baker Mayfield. And it's close, but he's definitely a start for me. Yeah, I was going to say also a start. Um... Uh, like you said, like he's the target share is there. I think what was if you were concerned about him last week, I think that's more of a concern about Baker Mayfield rather than uh, Jarvis Landry. Baker Baker Mayfield had two interceptions and barely topped a hundred passing yards. You can't you can't produce as a as a receiver with a QB who's putting up that type those types of numbers. Um, I think uh, I don't I don't have faith. I would say in Baker Mayfield, but I don't think it's going to be worse than that. And Jarvis Landry definitely does get the target share. And Cincinnati, um, not good. Even even with the matchups they've gotten, they've not been good uh, against the passing game. So yeah, I do think Jarvis Landry is a start. Yeah, I I agree with what both of you said. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's move on to Cooper Cup, who's facing Chicago and coming off of one bad game, but over the season he has really produced like close to a wide receiver one, if not at wide receiver one numbers, which I mean, mm-hmm. I had him ranked as wide receiver 12, I believe in the preseason rankings. So, I mean, he's facing Chicago, which is a tough pass defense, but I still think he's a start just because you don't bench your studs. He's been getting a consistent target share, which is what people were worried about. He's been getting lots of yards. He's a great deep threat. So I definitely think he's a start. And uh, I think, Will, you would agree. Yeah, definitely. I have him rostered. He's my wide receiver one this week with Thielen on a bye. And Chicago, they really have not been that good against the pass. They're 16th in passing TDs and 10th in passing yards given up. And L.A. should also control the ball a lot, given that Chicago has the 28th ranked offense. So they don't really have a good offense. So they should have the ball a lot, which gives Cup opportunities. And Cup has been getting the targets. And he's just coming off a bad week, but he should produce. Yeah, I love Cooper Cup. All right, what do you think? I, I wouldn't say I, lo- I wouldn't say I love Cooper Cup, but um, I do think I do think he's definitely a, a start this week. Um, yeah, given what both Kevin and Will have already stated. 
I'm not going to restate anything that just that they said, but yeah, I completely agree with that. I do think he's a start. All right, let's go to C.D. Lamb, who is facing Washington, and he has been very good this year. But let's—I I love reading these matchups. Let's read them again. Week one, the Rams. Okay, that's an outlier. That's a very good match. That's a very tough matchup. Week two, Atlanta, terrible secondary. Week three, Seattle, terrible secondary. The worst Week secondary. Four, Cleveland, terrible secondary. Week five. Giants, terrible secondary. Week six, Arizona, good secondary. Two good secondaries and four awful ones. In one game against Cleveland, he caught both of his touchdowns in this season. Now he's facing Washington, which has one of the best pass defenses. I mean, he performed well against the Rams and against Arizona, but with Andy Dalton now in the offense, I think he's still a sit. It's kind of a bold call, but I would sit him this week. I I I agree with you. Yeah, I like how how Calvin started with the matchups that he – that he was facing, and not that they literally lost Dak Prescott. Okay, that's that's huge, especially Going for from Dak one Prescott receiver to like Andy Dalton is just yeah. I don't know also, if he's gonna recover from also that. their their uh their offensive line is horrendous. Jeez, uh, I just don't want anything to do with uh cowboy Cowboys players. Here's what I will say: Ceedee Lamb has week. been getting he has been getting targets. I think since um. You might, I think since wide receivers are so deep this year, you probably have somebody else with like a more favorable matchup that you can start over him. Uh, but if you don't, like you can start him. Like I wouldn't, like I wouldn't be like, oh, you're dumb for starting him. But um, I do not think he'll produce much at all. All right. Yeah, I definitely yeah. agree. Washington has a relatively good pass defense, and without. Uh, they were great past defense. Yeah, and without Dak Prescott, I just I don't think he's going to be very good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think he'll still be okay, but not quite startable. Um. All right. Let's move on to Le'Veon Bell. And actually, this question is sort of muddled because Le'Veon Bell might not play this week, but let's assume he does. Denver has the best RB run defense for fantasy this year, and that's why that and him getting still acclimated to the offense is why I'm saying sit. I still believe Le'Veon Bell will do really well for the rest of the year, just not this week. Don't start him this week unless yeah. you're yeah. really desperate. Yeah, I think we are, that you should yeah. you should at least take one week to just see how they use him, what they use him as, and just use this week to survey how he's being used in this yeah. offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I've already stated that I don't um, – that I believe in Hilaire over uh, Le'Veon Bell, but like uh, discounting that, if we just look at um what Andy Reid has talked about, he like th- it, this week in particular, I don't I don't think you can start him at all because Andy Reid has even gone out there and said that like his status is day to day, and like they might they might not even use him, and if they do use him again, like Calvin said, he's still getting uh, becoming acclimated to the offense. I don't think. Um, he's going to get much uses at all, even if he is uh, on the field. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. All, all right. right. So let's, let's move on to the move last start. Move on to our next sit. one. <laughs> we said it at the same time. <laughs> all right. You can oh, introduce Austin, it. I know but... Juju was on your team at one point. Do you want to start this one? Oh, he's still on my team. I, I just got him back. Um, But, like, not at a I, – I traded right after I say – Better have traded pennies Hilaire. on the dollar for him. Yeah, I, tra- I traded Hilaire for Jonathan Taylor and – uh. Uh, Juju, so I'm still pretty happy with that. Um, <laughs> As he knew Le'Veon was gonna, what I say. probably going to go to the team. Tennessee is not a good um, – has not been good against the pass. 
And uh, I think I think Juju again has an opportunity Please don't stay to do start. something. Please. I said start if necessary. No. It's no. Another, no. It's, an, it's another no. okay, okay. It's another one of those times where um it actually this is more like this is more like Stevie Lamp. I actually I'll lean I'm Stevie leaning towards Lamp. sit. Leaning towards sit. But again, it's like if you have a, a wide receiver on your bench with a more favorable matchup, definitely put him put them above Juju. But I like Tennessee has not been too good against well, wide talk receivers. About last week's matchup. And then also but Deontay Johnson back. Um and he hasn't been good. He's been getting not that he hasn't been getting much usage, hasn't been getting many targets. Even when he hasn't been getting targets and receptions, they've been on short games. So yes, I'm not saying I believe that he'll be anything close to even a wide receiver or anything close to a wide receiver too. I just I, I, it would be hard for me to say just like 100% sit him. I think there's a chance he does. Okay, I have two reasons for sitting him. So, number one, he really has just didn't capitalize on last week's great matchup. Like, he was playing mm-hmm. Cleveland, right? And they're the 27th yeah. ranked pass defense uh, on passing yeah. yards. And he couldn't capitalize. How many points did he get? He got, what, 1.6 in half PPR format. And I'm just – um, I'm going to have to say there's just too many other young options on that team, like Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool for him to be started this and week. And James Washington. But, yeah. Actually. Yeah, and James Washington. Oh, yeah, 1.6. Here oh, we boy. go. I would not back down on Juju. Backstory. All offseason, I ranked him as wide receiver 25. All offseason, I was called crazy by Chris. Oh. All oh, this me. season, oh, I have been proven to be completely <laughs> and utterly correct. This is one of my favorite of my fantasy picks this year. I mean, not to brag or anything. He's facing Tennessee oh. this week. The positive. Sixth worst Have fantasy wide brag. receiver de- defense this season. Negatives. Last week against Cleveland, like Will mentioned, didn't do anything. So many other guys that Ben Roethlisberger has been throwing to. Juju has not proved that he can function as a wide receiver one in an offense. He has not produced ever since Antonio Brown left, and that's a fact. People... Blame oh that my. on a 39-year-old quarterback being out? Are you serious? God. Are you Delvin. actually serious? No, Dude, you can't crying. be crying. He's sobbing. Why are you being? Why are you doing this to him? Juju's fine. Relax. He doesn't care about us. No, no, no. Listen, he's like, he seems so happy when you look at him. He smiles. He looks so happy. <laughs> why are you this being so cruel? To. This is what we're resorting to. <laughs> and let's talk about Tennessee's past defense. Tennessee, okay. yes, they've had a bad pass defense. They have averaged 32.8 points per game. Calvin. They have been in a lot of high-scoring games. Jeez. This game will not be as high-scoring as Tennessee's first five games since they're facing Pittsburgh, who has a very good defense. Pittsburgh's own defense is going to come back to haunt Juju in this game. Juju already ran away. Just stop. He's gotten hurt enough. Let's move on. Please. I love it. I love it. Yes. Okay, I was so right about Juju. So we hate right, Juju. and nobody else was. Gosh. Okay, move on. <laughs> All right. All right well, wait, 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 Calvin. This is the last one. Can I? Can I do it? What do you mean? Do what? Booms and busts. Cue the drop. Booms and busts. 
All right. Well, the drop was already <laughs> cute. It's, ha it's happened. So um, I guess since Austin's very excited now, I, I got myself hyped up with that juju talk. I'm going to have to go yell yeah. at Chris next week about it, just, just even if we aren't talking about him. Um, let's, let's start with you, Austin. Who is your boom candidate for this week? And this was actually my second boom candidate before I boom. realized Chris wasn't coming on the show. Boom. Josh Allen, boom. Okay, so <laughs> Josh Allen, all I have to say is, the Jets. The Jets. Mm -hmm. they, they, they are awful. They are disgusting. And Josh Allen, okay, he's had a, a pretty mediocre uh, Sean Perryman could be in contention for the best player on the team. I will, I will say that he's had a pretty mediocre past two games. But he had an extremely hot start to the season. Um, he, was, he was like the number one QB, or number two QB at least. Behind uh, Russell Wilson. Be behind Russell Wilson. <laughs> Thanks, William. Glad you pointed that out. Uh, before those, he's now the number three, I'm pretty sure, even with those past two games that were not uh, too hot. I do, I'm still concerned about his um, turnovers, but it's against the Jets. W what more do I have to say? Yeah, he scored 28 points against them in week one, so he's a definite he's, boom this uh, yeah, week. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a boom. I think he's right. pretty self-explanatory. Well, let's move on to Will. Will, yours is a, like, pretty obvious, I would say. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I, against best, Carolina. Going back in the league against, against Carolina. <laughs> Total, of course. Okay, well, Carolina has a 29th-ranked run defense, and Kamara is really well-rested after this week. Coming <laughs> off the bye, I, so I don't think Kamara is very good. He's going to get, like, 30 points this week. That's my prediction. I don't prediction. think Kamara is very good this week. I don't think this is a very good pick. Kevin, I mean, Will, that's kind of bold, man. 30 points. <laughs> I know, I know. Against Carolina yeah. Rundy, cheese, man. How you got to make such tough uh, calls. Gosh, you're, you're so good at this. You're so good at analyzing. <laughs> Don't be mean. I mean, Will's been a fantastic analyst until, until this point. <laughs> yeah, six and oh. He's 6-0, Austin. He's 6-0 oh in our league. Okay, let's move on. All <laughs> right, Todd go. Gurley. Versus the Detroit Lions. He had 8.2 points in half PPR last week against Minnesota. But he has already proven that he is pretty close to the Todd Gurley of old. Detroit is not no. a good run defense. He will run all over them. This is a great boom pick for this week. and it's Yeah, not, I'm just going to point out that two of the players in our three picks Kamara. are on my fantasy team. Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara. I'm just going to say okay. that. Okay, well, that nice. Todd Gurley is irrelevant. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Todd Gurley. Ugh. What do you mean he's irrelevant? Well, like he's not like he's the reason he's on the boom isn't because like he's a like a top. I don't even think he's top twelve. He's like maybe like top twenty. He's he's probably he's a clear obviously he's a clear RB two, but he does. I don't think he breaks into that RB one okay, range. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's gonna boom because of the yeah. matchups. I think yeah, not not boom because of him being like Alvin Kamara level. But he is really good. He <laughs> yeah, is really nobody's Alvin Kamara level. Come on. All right. Well, Whoa. Excuse me. I have a Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. Derrick Henry's definitely up there. All right, boss. Let's go, Calvin. Wait, does this deserve like a? No, there's no drop just for bus. Drop. Wait, wait. I can bus. All right. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, Calvin, you want to start off with this one? Sure. It's Jarek McKinnon, and it's no surprise since I talked about Jermichael Hasty earlier. Out-touched him, outplayed him last game after Mostert left. Even if Jeff Wilson doesn't play, Jarek McKinnon <laughs> is definitely going to bust against the New England defense. And if Jeff Wilson plays, even worse for 
McKinnon. He's historically been bad as a yards per carry kind of guy. And since Kyle Shanahan likes to ride the efficient guy, McKinnon's not efficient. He's not that good. <laughs> I love listening so, to you, Calvin. Definitely a bust. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, so I'm going to go bold here, and I'm going to say Hilaire is going to bust this week. Because really? my reasons well, – no, I, like I have two one. reasons. Calvin, please stop. <laughs> All right, go, I go Wilson. Okay, so <laughs> – we really don't know what Le'Veon's role is going to be. Like, we, we haven't seen them together with Hilaire. So, I think that Le'Veon is going to take some touches, carries along with catches. And also, he's going up against the best run defense in the league. And they have not had easy matchups. Wait, they limited Kamara to one he? point. Okay, the Buccaneers. They're playing the Buccaneers. Oh, okay. Is Le- they're, the, they're, the, they're the number one ranked run defense. Okay? Okay. But they've, they've had it- tough matchups as well. Wait, this they played against irrelevant. Kamara, and they limited to 1.3 yards per is, carry. Is, is, and they limited McCaffrey to 1.2. Is Le'Veon, ex- like, is it Le'Veon and Le'Veon? Or is Le'Veon or Le'Veon? It's Le'Veon. But I say Le'Veon. Le'Veon. Le'Veon sometimes. Wait, is Le'Veon but accepted? That will continue. Yeah. Well, sorry. That I'm just going to really say important. that none of their – they've, they've had a lot of good, tough matchups – and they've really limited the guys who are really good players against them to uh, under Jones, average yards per carry. Alvin Kamara, Melvin did that, Gordon, did that completely Caffrey. just did that completely just interrupt Will? Yes, bad. you did. Well, yeah, all right, a little well. bit. Okay, Will. Right. Will Austin bust Heller. Okay, so my bust for the week uh, is Amari uh, Cooper. Um, so first off, again. I've said it this whole entire episode. I despise the Cowboys' offense now, uh, without Tyler, without Dak Prescott, and without uh, a ton of their offensive line. Their offensive linemen is just banged up. They have it's 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 very it's very bad, to put it quite frankly. Um, and they're they're playing, uh, they're playing Washington who has a great um, passing D. It's been great these past, these past weeks. Oh, the, allowing the few – yeah, I, I wrote this down. I didn't, I didn't uh, remember this. It allowed the fewest uh, points to uh, wide I think it's this, second fewest. This season. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, it depends well, on it's close, format. It's, it's close, I, maybe it depends on the format. But allowing the fewest or second fewest, They've they've allowed not many points for receivers this season, and it's going to be an extremely tough matchup. I don't like the Cowboys' offense. Um, so even though Amari Cooper is still still kind of he's still a must start, I think yeah, given he's insanely the, talented. given given the role that he given the role that he has on that offense, mm-hmm. I do think I I do think it wouldn't be crazy if you had some kind of like boom candidate like some like breakout candidate with a great matchup on your bench and you put him over Amari Cooper, I wouldn't call you crazy. Yeah, I definitely agree with you with the downgrade at quarterback and the matchup. All right. Well, well, well. We're at the end. And let's do what Chris calls the credits. So, I mean, you're probably not familiar, but it's where I read off where you can find us. Oh, I'm sorry. But Chris called it the credits for some reason. (laughs) It doesn't really make any sense. All right. Anyway. Sounds like Chris. So you can follow our podcast on Twitter at SGF pod. Follow me at Calvin underscore SGF. Chris is at oh. Chris underscore SGF. Uh, Link in the description. <laughs> no, we're not on YouTube yet. <laughs> click, if you, you want to find 
preseason oh, yeah, rankings. Yeah, uh-huh. If you want to find preseason yeah. rankings and articles, go to sites.google.com slash view slash second oh fantasy. You can also find our waiver wire urgent ads on there where I talk about the guys who are going to not survive or risk at the players who are worth adding who are at risk of not surviving the weekly waiver period. Sometimes those uh, articles are, are those um, players are on t- posted on Twitter, though. So you can find those at Calvin underscore SGF. Always put a note on the site if they are posted mm-hmm. on Twitter. If you have questions about fantasy football, email us at secondgoalfantasy at gmail.com. Make sure. And make, uh, make sure to rate and review. <laughs> make sure to rate and review us. We are on uh, Amazon Music, yeah. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and Podbean. <laughs> and God, if you want us no. to be on anywhere else, you can contact us email us at secondgoalfantasy at gmail.com if you want to check out our chris and i's live sports talk show you can go to https colon backslash backslash www.sportscastr.com slash sg sports talk or download the sportscaster app the way i spelled it sg sports talk confusing you can follow us on twitter at sg sports talk and you can email us at secondgoalsportstalk at gmail.com with questions Wait, you're like I, laughing over the whole credits. Calvin, I, 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 they have to Calvin, skip I back. I'm not sure if that. I caught any of that. Can Calvin, you, uh, I missed that. Can that? You, yeah, can you read that? Wait. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at AustinPemple28. Make sure to <laughs> follow the Don't Worry About podcast. Contact you can, you can email at, him at don't the Don't Worry About It podcast at, at gmail.com. Make sure to follow the Instagram. He doesn't check that. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, the, the, I mean, the point is, the credits have to get done quick. We got to wrap up the episode man. and then chop, chop, and people skip back if they need to. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>